Hi, welcome to Totally Lit, a monthly podcast celebrating all things words. If you love reading, writing or creating books and stories, this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Kai. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween! This is the inaugural episode of Totally Lit and it has a spooky theme as its release coincides with All Hallows Eve. I hope you all have your ears ready to receive the treats I've prepared for you. My very first guest on Totally Lit is the wonderful multi-award winning children's author, Michelle Worthington. Michelle is a real-life book fairy and on Halloween she magically transforms into Witchy Belle. One of her many magic powers is the ability to transform coffee into award-winning books. As founder of Share Your Story Australia, she waves her magic wand to coach aspiring authors and illustrators all over the world to achieve their dreams of publication. Whether she's a fairy, a mermaid, a pirate, an elf or a witch, Michelle celebrates empowering readers and storytellers to dream big. Hi Michelle, thank you for sharing your witchy magic with Totally Lit. Tell me all about Share Your Story. Hi Kai, absolutely. So Share Your Story was something I came up with a couple of years ago when I was really sick of working in the bank <laughs> and I didn't want to keep working at a job that was pushing my soul and I thought there they had to be a better way and I really wanted to help other people start off their publishing journey because it took me 10 years to get started and I had no idea what I was doing. So I thought if I can use my experience over the, the 10 or so years that I'd been in the industry to help others have a better start, then maybe that was something that I could turn into a business. And it really just kind of snowballed because the more I put it out there, the more people really responded and, and loved the type of thing that we were doing which is giving to the community in a way that gives back mm. to those people who are just starting out. We need you Michelle, <laughs> thank you so much for having Share Your Story because <laughs> um, like myself there's many authors out out there trying to get started and have no idea where to start um, so you've been a godsend to me. Now I just want to congratulate you as well on your latest Share Your Story anthology because it's debuting at number one Woo-hoo! on the Amazon Books bestseller list. I feel we should tackle. Can you tell us more about <laughs> Spooktacular Stories? Absolutely. I think we should, we should tackle. Oh, <laughs> I'm not very good at tackling. I'm not really I can a witch. Do the but I can't do the <laughs> thing, so I won't even try. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was so excited because uh, it's our second anthology and, again, like most things, the first time we were doing the anthology, I really didn't know too much of how it all worked and that was a bit of an experiment. So this time round, I've got a bit more experience under my belt and uh, we've had some amazing stories donated from authors all over Australia and it uh, went in uh, to Amazon at number 10 and by the end of the day, it was number one. So it was just such a thrill to be able to share that. That is amazing. Uh, it was great. And it was so good. And we've actually also been nominated for a Book Excellence Award in the uh, anthology category. Fantastic. So, yeah, so we should find out next year whether how we go in that. So potentially the people who are published in the anthology, not only are they now best-selling Amazon authors, but potentially by next year they could be award-winning authors as well. Wow, that's great. And can you tell me a bit about your launch this week? Because I was lucky enough to come along and get a copy of the anthology and some signatures from authors. But you had a special launch um, at the Children's Hospital, is that right? 
Yeah, so we had a special launch uh, on the Thursday before the official book launch where we worked with the Children's Hospital Foundation to do a little bit of a afternoon storytelling at the Queensland Children's Hospital where the kids who were actually trying to um, get copies of the book to actually could come and meet the authors. They could hear the stories and they could do some craft and it was just a great way for those authors to get a face-to-face idea of the impact that they're making by donating their stories to the anthology. So this is more than just writing a story for an anthology. It's also giving to the community. Absolutely. So Share Your Story is a profit for purpose publishing company. So everything we do has a give back philosophy, whether it's um, our workshops, our mentoring, and especially our anthologies, we, we choose a different charity each time to benefit from the donations of stories and poetry and illustrations from Australian creatives. And I think it gives people a really nice introduction to what is a really amazing, I guess, industry to be a part of like everybody in the publishing industry even though it is a business are so willing to give Mm. of their time and their knowledge and this is just a nice way to introduce them to that well I have to say just from my own experience so far as a I guess a baby author in this industry there's not been one person who hasn't been helpful like if I've said help me everyone has gone how how do we help And, and that's really been amazing And I'm so grateful for that as well um, when you're getting started. So now if someone would like to purchase Spectacular Stories, how how can they buy a copy? Yeah, absolutely. So Spectacular Stories is available at all online bookstores, so Amazon, Booktopia, Angus and Robertson Book Depository. If you just Google Spectacular Stories, Thrilling Tales for Brave Kids, It'll come up um, and you can choose whatever is your favourite online shop. And we've also got some local bookstores who will be stocking it as well. It's also in libraries. So if you'd like to go to your library and request a copy, I'm sure they'll be able to get one in for you as well, yeah. Great. So you also run a mentorship program through Share Your Story to help budding authors every year. How does the mentorship work and how can new authors apply? Yeah, so we're currently uh, looking at applications for the 2020 Dream Team. So each application is based on its own merit. I take applications for uh, Kidlet, but now I'm also uh, looking at taking other genres. So you don't necessarily have to be a children's author to apply. So if you go to the Share Your Story Publishing website and go onto the mentoring page, there'll be a link there or you can uh, contact me through the contact page there and I'll be able to send out some information to you. But the great thing about the mentoring program is what I've learned over the years is everybody's different and everyone has a different path to publication and it's not a cookie cutter industry. So. It's, it's a really great way to get some one-on-one advice for exactly what you want to do because what you want to do might be different to how I want to be an author or how you want to be an author. So it, it's just a nice way where you can get some specific instruction on moving forward and finding your own pathway to getting published. And some of the authors that have 
taken part in the mentorship have been quite successful, haven't they, Michelle? Yeah, absolutely. We've had some amazing success with our authors uh, going on to uh, get their first publishing contract within 12 months of finishing the mentor program and some of them even starting their own publishing company and uh, being so inspired that they you know, want to do their own um, publishing. So it's, it's been great to see how when you give just a little bit of encouragement and information and I guess sometimes a little bit of a push in the right direction that people will run with it. Mm-hmm. it sometimes it's just having somebody say, you know what, that's actually pretty good. You should do something with that. And, and that's all they need to be off and running. Mm-hmm. I found from my own perspective because I was in the 2019 Dream Team, just making those connections with other authors that are travelling that same journey as well was really helpful for me. And also, yeah, having someone like yourself say to me, hey, you know, give this a try, just gave me a little bit of bravado to push myself to be out there a little bit more and do things like start a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You need to be careful what you wish for when you have me as a mentor. You could end up doing all sorts of crazy things. (laughs) Uh, I I love crazy, so it's great. Um, So just about... (laughs) Embrace the crazy. Embrace the crazy. Yep, I can do that. So in terms of your own work, Michelle, do you have any new titles coming up? Yes, so I've got two books coming out uh, in 2020 uh, by Picture Book. I've got another one contracted for 2021, but I've got a book coming out this Christmas called Little Names Christmas Wish, which I wrote for two of my sons who have sensory processing disorder. So Christmas can sometimes be quite an overwhelming time of the year for them with lots of bright lights, lots of crowds, and even Christmas Day with just so many new things and and people and moving around and I wanted to kind of bring it back to what Christmas should be which is about just spending time together and 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 making the little things the big things because at the end of the day the little things are what count. Mm -hmm. And when will you be launching the Christmas Wish? Yeah we've got our launch at the 1st of December Lucky enough, I have a bookshop near me called Little Known Bookstore. So Little Known Christmas Wish will be getting launched. (laughs) I know. Little Known Bookstore on the 1st of December. Um, And we've got a couple of storytelling at local bookstores uh, after that uh, where kids can come and do craft activities and even write their own Christmas stories. So I always think book launches are just like big kids' parties and I always look forward to them. Mm especially around Christmas. So it should be really fun. And it gives me another opportunity to dress up. And I've never dressed up as a gnome before. So I'm going to see my costume lady <laughs> on Thursday. And she, I've, I've dressed up as an elf, but I've never dressed up as a gnome. And there is a slight difference. So oh, we're going to go, yeah, we're going to go and work out the costume when I see her on Thursday. I have dressed up as a hobbit before, but oh. never a gnome or an elf. But there's time yet. Gary, <laughs> you never know. I'm looking forward to that when, when I've got some books out as being able to dress up it's for the launches. Fun. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh, dressing up as a witch as a witch for this spectacular is so much fun, and I think everyone really got into the spirit of it, so that was really mm. great. Well, it was easy for me, and a few people I'd uh, connected with 
late later on when we were chatting online, I was like, oh, I was the one with the cat's ears. Yeah, you did so well. That was a great costume. <laughs> but, yeah, it was lots of fun. Um, and I think that's really like a reflection of the children's book community, like the publishing communities. So it can be a lot of fun. Um, and you can purchase that at all of the same... Um... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so it'll be available online. It was actually um, published by Clearfork Publishing in the US, mm-hmm. so it's available internationally online uh, and then from uh, local bookstores and it'll be available in the libraries as well. So uh, another international bestseller for Michelle Worthington. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> Okay, Michelle, now we've got our quick fire round um, with some questions that we'd like to ask you. Sure. Your favourite book growing up? Anne of Green Gables. I love that book. Good choice. If you could be any book character, who would it be? Hermione Granger. I nearly thought you were going to say Anne of Green Gables again. (laughs) Um, No, I don't know if you'd rock the red hair. Yeah, Hermione's got a bit of a thing happening with her hair, though. Bit, yeah, bit... but I, I could I could pull off that look. I'm you pretty tame sure. the frizz? Yeah, yeah, I've got the attitude to pull it off. Okay, if um, what are you reading right now? What I'm reading right now is actually um, I'm reading Jimmy Barnes' autobiography because Jason and I are going to go and see him live on Saturday night, so... I'm reading The Working Class Boy and I'm loving it. Oh, it's a good book? Yep. And you're looking forward to writing out on Saturday night? Yeah, yeah. And because I've been helping a lot of people write their memoir lately, I've really got into that genre where before it wasn't really one that kind of grabbed me, but now I'm loving the the memoir genre and really interested in how different people tell their stories. Okay, and what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to the beginning of your writing journey? Oh, that is such a hard question because really I would want to do it exactly the same all over again because I have learnt so much and I really, and that sounds corny, but I really wouldn't change a thing. I guess the only thing I would remind myself is, is just to trust, trust that if you do the work, then the good things will come. Because sometimes we all go through through those moments where we think, what am I doing this for again? But if you just keep pushing and keep pushing and do the work, you do get the results in the end. Fantastic. Now I have a little bit of a rhetoric question, uh, which is, is there anything Michelle Worthington cannot do? (laughs) There's lots of things. For example, if they put my favourite box of tea up on the very tallest uh, thing at the supermarket, I cannot reach it and I have to very embarrassingly ask somebody to get it down for me, which is very embarrassing. So you, yes, You're not waving yes, your wand? <laughs> no, I'm not climbing up the side of the shopping um, aisle <laughs> like I should. So no, that, it, unless it's height related, I'm okay, but yes. Being vertically talented, there are some things I can't. But no limits when it comes to writing. Yeah, there's nothing any any of us can't do as long as we've got a story to tell. I'm convinced that words are magic, so I'm um, really yeah thrilled to have chatted with you tonight and um, 
Thank you for joining me to talk about your latest spooky project. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be your very first interview. Thank you. Road trip. That's right, folks. We're hitting the road. No, we're not going trick-or-treating, but I hope you'll find this treat as equally delicious. Two very talented ladies invited us to share in the excitement of the Brisbane launch of Creative Kids Tales Collection 2, Things That Go Bump and Enchanted. We're going to hear two very special pieces. First, we have Slipnir's Children by Dr June Perkins. Dr Perkins is a Brisbane-based poet and children's author of Indigenous Papua New Guinea and Australian background, raised in Tasmania by Baha'i parents. She utilises multi-arts and multicultural stories to inspire an enriched sense of belonging and compassion in those who encounter her work. She promotes diversity in the Australian, Pacifica and Baha'i literary landscapes. The marvellous Maria Parenti Baldi with Libraries Have Bottoms. Maria is a primary teacher and writer. She performs children's verse stories at Poets Up Late. As a teacher, she has shown children the magic of books through reading the visual story and then the text story. This is a tribute to teacher librarians. <laughs> libraries Have Bottoms by Maria Parenti Baldi, illustrated by Alison Howard. Mrs. Libby's libraries lamented. Where are all the children? Her sad-faced books sat idle, waiting for a hand to hold. When will our readers arrive? Chorused the pages. We haven't been flicked through in half an hour. Stop your snivelling, said the sour-faced seats. We're tired of smelly bottoms sitting on us. The seats sat stiff back and unmoving. Did you know? If you sit still without the sags or the fidget, you'll grow stiff, said the fluorescent lights. And rigor mortis will set in. We don't care, chairs replied. It's hard holding up bothersome bottoms. Yes, it was true. 
bottoms were the bane of every chair. Often they wiggled to the right, wiggled to the left. Worst was when they dropped a cracker. Oh, stinky winky. Oh, <laughs> seeds can't hold their breath like those leaf through pages. Several seeds suffered severely, almost suffocating from those frightful fumes. Quit your whinging, said the spines. How would you like toilet hands holding you? Deep in their palms, said the lower spines. The chairs not knowing which direction to look, sat without a murmur. Oh no, not toilet hands, the book's gasped, squirming. But most hairs smell like oranges and lemons, the end papers purported. Lots of hands are like softest cushions that front covers concurred. The back cover gave a hearty chuckle. There's been times I've almost, almost fallen asleep. I don't know what you're on about, Chair, said the shelves. We're the ones that were holding up the books 24-7. Together, books are far heavier than any bottom. A few odd smells here and there during school hours is inconsequential. As for you, Spine, you can't smell a thing. Laminate protects you. <laughs> library is now open, loudspeaker announced. Mrs. Lippy library doors opened. The children came rushing in. Hey, you go get those soccer books. Yeah, okay, I'll meet you in room B. Oh, look at these horses. Wow, let's draw them. Room A has pencils and recycled paper. Come on, let's play chess. I'm booked for computers at lunch. Me too. Oh, seats. So comfortable. Yeah, not like those hard plastic seats in the classroom. The chairs puffed up their cushions. It's so hot outside. Yeah, I'm glad there's air conditioning in here. We're in meeting room C for robotics. Hey, we've got room C for stamp collectors. Today's Wednesday. Oh, sorry. Ding, ding, tinkle, tinkle, tinkle. Went Mrs. Libby's bell. Okay, children. The library will close in six minutes. Remember to tidy up and put all those special things away. The Lego somersaulted into their trays. The snakes and lathered slithered into their boxes. The books took the kids to the borrowing desk. See you next break, children. Mrs. Libby smiled. Thank you, Miss Libby. Thank you, Miss L. Bye. The chairs sighed. The spines tingled. The end papers snuggled in close. The front and back papers closed their pages. Or without a bottom inside. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gina Maria, for letting us share your special day. Book, Book review. review. Continuing with our supernatural theme, please welcome Totally Lit's resident kid lit reviewer, Inda Ahmed Zabri. Take it away, Inda. Trick or treat, everybody. This is Inda with a picture book review. Even though it's officially Halloween today, I've been seeing some strange creatures walking around the place in the last week or so. Ghosts, witches, unicorns, politicians, and even aliens. If you know a kid who knows all about aliens, outer space, and UFOs, they might be just like Heather, the character in the book I'm reviewing this month, Lights on Cotton Rock, by the talented author and illustrator David Litchfield. It's a gentle story about curiosity and discovery, but also about finding out that that special thing you've always dreamed of can sometimes be found in unexpected places. When Heather was a young girl, she sneaked out into the woods at night and sat on cotton rock, looking up at the sky. David's illustrations show a glimmer of her silhouette as she switches her torchlight off and on, off and on, and then the pages are doused in color and lights of a UFO landing as if the heavens have opened up and an orchestra is playing. Heather has her first alien encounter and keeps returning to Cotton Rock even as she grows up, hoping the alien will come back to visit and take her to outer space. 
The story flows gently and easily, but much of the telling is in the illustrations, which are filled with tension and emotion. This is a book that celebrates encounters of the extraterrestrial kind, but also highlights how special home is as well. It's lovely to read out loud and just as inviting to muse over the spreads of near wordless illustrations. Hope you enjoy it. Thanks, Inda. I can't wait to read it. An aspiring author and illustrator, Inda once spent 21 days in a row without coffee and survived. If you'd like to check out her work, Find her at www.indabinda.com. What's on? Shh! Discover the secrets of comedy writing. Comedy Writing Masterclass, Brisbane, December 7th and 8th. How to write narrative comedy for movies, sitcoms, stand-up, web series, books and plays. Beginners or professionals are all welcome. Everyone can enjoy and learn from the course. How to create comic characters and stories. Secrets to writing funny dialogue and comic situations. Develop your comedy concepts and pitch documents. Write comedy scripts that sell. Tim Ferguson is one of Australia's most successful international comedians and screenwriting teachers. Tim teaches comedy screenwriting at New York University and afters. When? 9 till 5pm, Saturday 7th and Sunday 8th of December. Where? The Edge Innovation Lab, State Library of Queensland. For bookings, go to Tim's website, www.cheekymonkeycomedy.com. That's it, folks. I have a specially author-signed copy of Spooktacular Stories to give away. Email me at totallylitpodcast at gmail.com to go in the draw to win. Thank you to my wonderful collaborators, Michelle Worthington, Maria Parenti-Baldi, June Perkins and Inda amid A big shout-out to Claire Horton for composing the Totally Lit theme song, Images Design for our logo and Magic Mike Garvey for our production. Finally, to you, thank you, word lovers, for listening to my podcast. I hope this has inspired you to go out into the world and read, write, create, ignite.